0: It goes back to choice. I think we are all a choice and I think we all need to be definitely vigilant around what drives unwanted behavior. And when I say unwanted behavior, it's things like driving yourself to work 15 hours every day in a day. That's not healthy. We're not designed to do that. So give yourself permission to structure your life in the way you want to do it and then just do it because life is short. That's a quote from Will Brooks from the Brooks Group. Today, we're talking about stress management tips. This is episode number 51. I'm excited to share it with you. Hey there. My name is Susie Price of Priceless Professional Development. I'm a professional facilitator, consultant, coach, and author, and the host of the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast. We at Priceless have spent the last 15 years focused on helping senior leaders build an energetic, committed, drama free Wake Up Eager workforce. And we do this by using hiring science. We coach leaders and we train leaders as well as work with teams. And I'm excited to bring this episode to you. It's actually episode number 51, and the title is Recalibrate Daily Stress Management Tips from a Busy Business Owner and Chief Operating Officer, and that is Will Brooks. And that was his quote when we kicked off today, the three main topic areas that we cover today is one is why and how Will from the Brooks group made a change to better manage his health and well-being. He talks about that and gives some specific insight into a change he made. He talks about how choice and awareness can help you overcome false negative beliefs that drive negative behaviors and the power of hiring good people. And then once you hire them, trusting them, So that they can help you create the life you want and the business that you want and empower others. So great information and insight. We are on a bit of a series today. We're talking about, or this is the end of a series where we've been talking about the five wake-a-beaker habits. And so the definition of wake up eager, it's the art and science of bringing the best of who you are to everything you do so that you create a rich and satisfying life. And as you do this, the importance of this is you create the life you want, which is why I loved opening with Will's quote today about choice. But as you do this, more of this taking care of yourself and creating a rich and satisfying personal and professional life you naturally have the energy and ability to help everyone around you bring the best or become the best of who they are. So, you know, with a full gas tank or you are able to do more in your life and in others' lives. So it's a very, very important topic. And it is what I think about and talk about and work with people on on a regular basis. And we can be found on Twitter at Wake Up Eager, Facebook at Wake Up Eager, and you can find me, Susie Price, on LinkedIn. For this podcast, we also have iPhone and Android apps that are free to use. So go to our Wake Up Eager Workforce Directory page with all the podcasts there, and you'll see downloads for the iPhone and Android app. And that way you never have to look for an episode. All you have to do is hit the app and it'll show up. So we are doing, I mentioned that we're doing a series. So I'm going to mention that real quick. Then I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview about the Brooks Group and about Will, and then we'll go into the interview. The series that I've been doing is about the five wake up eager habits for leaders. And they spell out the word, we use an acronym of Eager, E A G E R. And I'll do a quick run through of what they are E, enter the zone. A, activate greatness. G, grow trust. E, evaluate job fit, R, recalibrate daily. And again, the directory where these episodes are located, if you go to wakeupeagerworkforce.com, you'll see the episodes that I've done with others and sharing insight that I have. Uh, Some of those are just me. Some of them are interviews around these five Wake Up Eager Habits. And today's topic is about recalibrate daily. That's the R in the word eager for the habit. And the definition of recalibrate daily is a daily focus on stress management. So what I want you to do is every day be looking at your mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of your life and managing that. And that's what Will and I are talking about today. How do we pay attention to those things when we're very busy being leaders, business owners, executives, and the the importance of taking time to pay attention to those things? Because as you take care of yourself, you do a much better job in your role, think more clearly, feel better. And it ties to what we care about around waking up eager and building the life you love, Um, So if you've mastered the recalibrate daily habit, what you do is you spend time every day. That's why it's daily checking to see, am I on track or off track about my intentions, what I want, how I feel, my connections with others. And so it is, I mentioned, fill your gas tank. It's also what you often hear about putting your own oxygen mask on first. You know, if you're doing this well, you have routines and practices that help you make course corrections. And you notice when you're out of alignment, if you're not doing it very regularly, what can happen is without realizing it, you end up uh, stressed or with illness or weight gain, maybe feelings of loneliness. You can feel blindsided. And when in truth, it's been kind of happening incrementally all along the way, and we just stop paying attention to it. So what we want to do is head that off by making this a point of focus. So I'm thrilled that Will was willing to talk today about uh, his journey in this area. Let me tell you a little bit about the Brooks Group. They were founded in 1977. They're a corporate sales training and sales management company, and they help companies build top performing sales teams bill brooks will's father started the business in 1977 and he talks about that here in the podcast and they have a powerful selling system at six steps and i actually had the opportunity to learn it from the founder of the organization way back in 2004 when he was presenting at a conference and i've read so many of his books and it really was the best sales training that i ever received And uh, as a consultant, to understand how to get to know your client and then how to work effectively to get what they want and help gain the business. So they have trained over a million sales professionals and they're in every industry, 350 industries, 22 countries, just a powerful business and process that I can attest to. And I'm a big fan of them as a company and the work they do and, of course, of Will. Will is the chief operating officer there. He oversees the day-to-day leadership of the Brooks Group and uh, has consulted with hundreds of companies and focuses on optimizing the operations at the at the Brooks Group and implementing their strategic plan, ensuring that every department is seamlessly integrated and uh, is just an active human resource professional, active executive. And a great role model, especially in this area that we're talking about today around stress management, mind, body, spirit, taking care of yourself and creating the life that you want to live. Because as he said in that opening quote, life is short. Let's go to the interview. I think you're going to enjoy it. Will is very authentic. He's very clear. He's a very nice person. And um, I'm ready to share it with you
1: now. Let's go.
2: Will Brooks, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having
2: me. So we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about mind, body, spirit. And I'm going to ask you, you can share more than three things, but what three things do you do regularly for your mind, which would be your mental clarity, your body, physical health and well-being, and your spirit? And the way we talk about spirit is family connections, personal connections, as well as professional connections. So what would be your top three in each one of those areas?
1: Well, I'll tell you that, you know, for me, the mind and the body piece are, are really intertwined and I'm huge into fitness. So I am uh, an early in the morning workout type person. Uh, sometimes I'll actually work out in the morning as well as get a run in in the afternoon. Or what I've found for myself over the past, oh, I don't know, six, seven, eight years, you know, if I don't get that in first thing in the morning, I tend to feel physically restless. And I also, you know, don't have the clarity of thought that I that I feel that I really need in order to do to do what I do. So typically, you know, I'm I'm up at, uh, you know, 445. I'm in the gym by 530. I do boot camp three times a week. Love it. Love the group thing. You know, you talk about a community. I have some close ties with the people I work out with, you know, and then come home and try to eat a healthy breakfast. And I think that, again, both of those kind of kind of play to one another around the mind and the uh, in the body. So there's that, you know, as far as spirit, you know, I, I try to have close connections with several people outside of work. I try to put myself out there in terms of uh, groups that I get involved in. Uh, I am a, on the Myers-Briggs, uh, a very deep introvert. So, you know, getting into situations where I'm meeting new people and having to create new connections, like that's what worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I can, you know, truthfully, I'll, I can experience some anxiety around that. And so it tends to be a little bit of a conflict for me because I think we all need to have that community. We need to have that closeness with people. So, you know, an area of development for me is to continue to work along those lines. So, I you know hopefully that answers your question, maybe a little bit rambling, but maybe there's something in there for you.
2: oh, yes, perfect. So let me ask you we'll go to uh the fitness piece first, so it's a habit for you now to go to boot camp, get up early, go to boot camp, and you've got you've got a positive connection with it. Has it always been that way for you how did you how did you create the comfort in that or the habit in that?
1: you know, I would say about Seven or eight years ago, I had reached a point in my life where, you know, my health, you know, physical and mental and emotional, they weren't really where I wanted them to be. I was leading a life that had a lot of unhealthy habits, and I just kind of woke up one day and I said, Look, this is not, this is not the path I want to go down. This is not the way that I want to live anymore. And so I made some real intentional decisions, some really tough decisions, and, uh, you know, ended up Putting discipline around this fitness thing, that was something I really anchored myself to. And so that, you know, that's when it happened. I mean, full disclosure, uh, you know, this, and this blows people's minds, I, I lost 52 pounds actually as a result of uh, really? changing my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, changing my lifestyle and really focusing wow. on fitness. And so, uh, you know, I, I just can't describe how much better I feel. Um you know from a self esteem standpoint, yeah. but also just from a you know a mental and physical standpoint, so yeah, like I don't know, call it six, eight years ago, it's been a little while now, and I kind of eased into it but yeah that's that's how that played out.
2: Had you been an athlete earlier in life, and were you able to tap into that, or was this all new?
1: I was always athletic, I was always very physically um you know active I mean I'm you know on the disc grab hundred percent d hundred hundred point d uh so I was always moving, but I was never really into organized sports, I tended not to operate inside of the guidelines, and it was hard for me to kind of focus for long enough to <laughs> to, to really you know, get into that. So yeah. yeah. I was. How about this? I was very socially active in, in high school and, and in college. <laughs> yeah. Huh.
2: Yeah. Cool. And I knew that you were into fitness because we go to a conference that we both see each other at, and I was up early running on the treadmill, and you were right next to me. So that's how I knew I could tap you or had an idea. Plus, you show up very useful and high energy, to me very mentally clear and uh very very useful. Like you're not you're not going forward in time and looking older. You're going forward in time and looking younger or fitter yeah. been my Well impression. thank
1: you for saying that. Yeah, well yeah. thank you, thank you.
2: I didn't know the fifty two pound thing. That's quite an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a there... You know, I look at some of those, so, I look at some of those old pictures, like my passport photo, right? I'm looking at that, and I'm like, Man, it's probably time to go get a different picture taken I actually went overseas uh last summer with my brother we went to uh, Africa to Botswana and I had the old passport you know cuz they last for 10 years and I'm thinking man yeah. you know I look so different that I was worried about getting mm-hmm. in and out of countries and it was funny the only the only person that gave me a hard time was the uh TSA worker in Greensboro North Carolina where i live other than that everybody else you know nobody had a <laughs> in problem in your home anyway. state
2: foreign countries were yeah. worried about it, but your home state that you probably go in and out of that airport every week you know
1: yeah i, I think the guy was basically like just shaking his head i guess cuz it was it was almost like two of me at that point in time
2: yeah
1: uh, in that service, so
2: so when you got that lightning bolt moment, because I think that happens, it, my nephew is going through that now in regard to he works, uh, you know, is a successful in his career and he really blossomed, you could say, in his weight and health. And now he's decided. Uh, can you did anything in particular happen that caused you to decide you know, because it's you just decided, and he he's in that place, and I've been there myself. Um, is there anything in particular other than just noticing, or did something happen, or other than just noticing?
1: you, you know, I, I think that when you when I you know got to that weight, I think it was 220, 222 at my worst. Those things happen so gradually. You know, you look in the mirror, and you don't. It's hard to see that it's happening over time. So, you know, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, but, you know, I I was having um, some other things going on in my life that were, you know, indicating to me that perhaps I was kind of going down a path that didn't really line up with my values. And, and, you know, when I say that, it just, you know, things, you know, I don't want to be too transparent with this, but, you know, things on the home front weren't going as well. I wasn't necessarily, you know, I, I was just not being the person that I felt that I had been raised to be. And, right. you know, for whatever reason, a lot of people talk about this as a spiritual moment. Or they talk about this as a moment of clarity. You know, and I, I am a very spiritual person. You know, I just kind of woke up one day and, and it just, you know, it, it dawned on me like, look, man, you need to, you know, do something different and do something different quick. Or, you yeah. know, you may get to a point where you're, there's no turning back. You know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. I like that you said it was gradual because, you know, you say, oh, I get up at 445, I go to boot camp. And somebody who's not in that place right now and maybe hasn't had that moment, but they know that, you know, things aren't feeling like they'd like to feel or be, that you, it was a gradual process. I mean, you made the decision and then the actual progress was gradual because it really is gradual. It's gradual to get yeah. to where we got to and it's gradual to get to where we want to be. <laughs> doesn't have Right. Overnight. And I'll
1: tell you, though. But I will say this: it's it's easy to justify. Uh, you know, I think I'll I'll skip my walk today, or I think I'll skip my run today, right? All of that's been well researched. There's a reason why, you know, uh, you know, fitness facilities see such an influx of of new memberships in January, and then it's right. then it just drops right off in February every year. But yeah, I mean, I I think that you know, I did start small. I, I went to a nutritionist, and she helped me think through and, and and develop some plans that allowed me to be a little bit more healthy in the choices I was making food wise. And then of course, I mean, I started to, you know, I don't know if I ever officially did the couch to 5k thing, but I, I mean, I picked a number that I was going to do every day and I did it every day in terms of distance running. And, and that's, that's the thing, right? You can't, yes, it's gradual, but by the same token, it's got to be dramatic enough to make a difference.
2: Yeah. Set the goals and then do them.
1: Yeah.
2: Which I talk about a lot.
1: Sounds so simple, right? Sounds so simple. but. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like our careers or it's sales goals or it's you know business mm-hmm. goals, but it, it takes execution. You got to stick to it. Um, you talk about the gradual thing, 1% a day, 70 days, you're twice improved. That's why this mm-hmm. habit is mm-hmm. recalibrate daily. So 1% a day, if you're not checking in daily, recalibrating daily to see how I'm doing, 1% a day in 70 days, you're going to be twice the opposite of where you want to be right in these areas so you said you have a healthy breakfast every day what's your healthy breakfast
1: high protein you know i'll do greek yogurt granola honey um, you know i'll do egg whites maybe one full egg i'll do wheat toast definitely fruit so yeah i wish i was as good about my my food as i should be you know that that is an area transparently that I struggle with a little bit you know i, I just got back from uh, disney world with my with my wife and two girls and you know you go somewhere like that at least for me i'm like feeling super guilty about everything that i ate down there so it's you know that's not an area that i'm, I'm feeling super perfect about right now but at the very least i am i am active
2: Yep. You're active and you know what to do. I think that's confusing for folks. They don't know what to do sometimes. You know what to do. So you go to Disney, you blow it out a little bit, and then you come home and it's like, Okay, now I know what I'm gonna do.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep. And so that's you know, that that is the uh the, the comforting thing is, you know, in in another week, maybe two weeks, I'll I'll be back to where I feel feel good about.
2: Yeah. 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 And there's an empowering feeling to that, I believe. Like I know when I go off course, I know what I need to to get back on course. So there's a little less guilt. I'm a little less stuck. And I get back to where I want to be quicker because I know. I mean, you know, so it's good to have the knowledge and then know that you've done it in the past. On the spirit Absolutely. side, you said that's not always your favorite thing to do, um, and you said you are an introvert. What things yes. do work for you? You just have you found groups where there's people you connect with, or a topic that you really like. What you, What are your top drivers? Are they your motivators? If you don't mind sharing, are they?
1: So, um, so yeah. So I'm a I'm 70 on the um, on the utilitarian economic, and that's followed up by individualistic political, and then theoretical. So I have that entrepreneurial, okay. and that sales okay. motivated yep. uh, graph. Yep. So so, you know, that really plays out well for me as a business owner because I, I just – it's funny. I couldn't imagine going to work somewhere where I can't influence my income. I can't influence my, my outcomes. And um, right. so, yeah, so that works for me professionally. But to answer your question about, you know, where yeah, – I didn't where, know if like, you use where,
2: that around community, you know, if you, you find things that match that to help you find communities you feel comfortable in.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, we had a uh, – uh, we just recently moved into a new neighborhood and, you know, we're starting to meet our neighbors and, and that's always, yeah. you know, my wife's an extrovert. She loves it, right? She loves meeting all the people. And all this kind of,
2: <laughs> of course, that always happens. Yeah, of course. We marry but, you know, here,
1: here, that, that's right. But, you know, an example of how I push myself outside of my comfort zone, we decided to have a little, a pre-trick-or-treating kind of Halloween party at the house, which, you know, parties for me are just like excruciating, right? I'm like, it was funny. I, I, somebody asked me recently as part of a workshop exercise, what's your favorite part of a of a party? And I'm like, the part where I leave. But, yes. uh, you know, to, back to your question. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I spoke with everybody and I did feel a little more comfortable because it was my home turf, but the people that I really, there was one guy that I really connected with. And, you know, he's an entrepreneur who actually developed a, uh, he's got a, a very impressive company he built from the ground up. Uh, It actually ties into applicant tracking software and has to do with assessment. Interestingly enough, but, you know, if somebody, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm talking with him and I'm losing track of time because, you know, I believe we likely have the same kind of motivator graph and we're interested in the same types of of things. But, yeah, I mean, I do have a few close friends um, and, uh, you know, I stay in touch with them regularly and that that I find to be very helpful.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when I started my business for – I've had it 15 years now, but probably the first eight years, I lost track of everybody because I was so consumed with trying to make this work. Yeah. And then at, then at some point, it was like, okay, i have kind of – don't have any friends. <laughs> How did that happen? I'm a people person. Yeah. I have my clients, you know, and my husband, and he's wonderful, but you know, wh- who else? So I've really consciously worked on that. And I am an extrovert, but I, it, even as an extrovert, you can get lost in, you know, whatever you're doing. And then there's a little bit of a hole when you want to share something with somebody or you need, you know, well, or, and, and I'm
1: so, I'm so glad you, you brought it up because it's, it's funny. My, my brother and I, I think you're fairly, Familiar with our story, you know our father started the business yes. back in '77. He died in 2007, and we've we've been able to be fortunate enough to to grow it pretty pretty nicely since he passed. You know, we took a lot of what he built and 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 ran with it, and uh, we're very fortunate that way. But by the same token, I learned some things from him about what I really didn't want out of our business. And he, to your point, he was so consumed with building it; it was his lifelong. Passion. It was his experiment. He was always just fascinated to see what he could do with it, and you know what, where it could take him. But in a way, he was very one-dimensional with that because he was so consumed with growing the business. It became a, you know, a part of who he was, which is okay. But you know, it was almost to the exclusion of, of having personal relationships and focusing mm-hmm. on areas outside of just the business. And you know, in, in his latter years of his life, before he even got sick. You know I could just tell he was and I was involved in the business at that point he was kind of in a way it was weird he was almost kind of lost like you could tell he wasn't as into the business anymore yeah. he was kind of tired of it, but he was also held hostage by it very you know strong personality entrepreneurial type he was in the middle of everything but it was almost like he didn't really know how to invest or spend his time outside of it and it was it was in I don't want to say sad, but it was, it was like he was lost a little bit, you know? And Mm -hmm. my brother and I have very intentionally said, we don't want that. Like we love the business. We, we don't ever see ourselves outside of the business, but we don't want the business to define who we are. And so that's why, Mm -hmm. you know, he and I both, you know, we have passions that we, that we spend time pursuing outside of the business. And we just keep that perspective. I think awareness is so key, you know? Mm -hmm. So that would be my, my, my two cents on that subject. We've done a lot of study and a lot of talking, a lot of, Reflecting on that. And, and I would say that anybody who's listening, who's getting too consumed with building their business, like I get it, that stage one entrepreneurial phase, like you've got to do what you got to do, but just be careful what you wish for because the thing can consume you.
2: Yes. Yes. It happens in corporations all the time. I see people who are getting ready to retire and they're not pre-paving what's next and or they get laid off, outplacement. I mean, many moons ago before I started my business, I was in the outplacement world. And you see people just completely great people with great skills. They're completely devoted to the company. All their time goes there and then the company makes a shift and then they're left. They don't know. And rightly so, they're not sure where to go, but they also haven't cultivated connections. They don't have a professional network. They don't have a, you know, outside of the company, they don't have a personal network to support them. So that's why I believe that this Recalibrate Daily is just like, it's an essential habit if you want to, you know, be the best of who you are. balance it out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and back to the entrepreneur, you know, the the startup kind of thing, you know, I've seen a lot of this. I'm not sure how relevant relevant it is to your podcast. Maybe it will be where, you know, entrepreneurs are so into their business that they inadvertently disempower people when they start to actually, you know, make those first few hires because they realize that they're running out of time. They don't have enough time in the day to cover all the necessary functions. Well, they hire people, but meanwhile, they still feel so tied to the outcome that they have to make all the decisions. And mm. so, you know, what you find is you have disempowered people and morale's no good and they don't hire really good people because the good people don't stick around. It's something else that Jeb and I have done is, you know, we are very intentionally, you know, cultivating our leadership team where, you know, we aren't having to be in the middle of things. And it's, it's amazing. Like that's been so crucial to our growth is actually, is. It, Cliche as it is, is hiring good people. Right? We, we've hired yep. a lot of bad people, by the way. We have. yeah uh, You know, I call it, I call it tuition, journey. but I'll bet you. It's, yeah. You know, it's seven figures easily in terms of just, you know, people we've hired and investments we've made and that that haven't really panned out. But you know, I think that that's something else that that I think entrepreneurs, p- people who are very very focused on building a business need to make sure they're doing it, is hiring the good people and letting go of some of the decisions because inadvertently yeah. again you become held hostage by your own business. Yeah.
2: Which you said you those were the words you used with your dad a little bit. You know, was not as into the business but felt at some point started to feel held hostage by it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, yep. It's, it's funny, you know, yep. and, and I can say this. I mean, he I, my father was great and he would have laughed about this, but it was like, you know, he would he would confide in me, he'd be grouse and he'd say, Well, I don't understand why anybody can't make these nobody around here can make any decisions here. I've got to make every decision. And so finally he'd say, Okay, Linda, go go choose some paper for this flyer. And she'd go choose a, a color and bring it back to him and he'd be like, That's the terrible color. You know what? You chose golden rod, that's terrible. Go with green. Well no wonder. Like you don't yeah. you know, but no wonder you're kind you gotta create the pain you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 Passing control over to other people control, you know, empowering yeah. others can be a, a very uncomfortable sensation, but I, I can tell you, at least for me and, and for our business and the growth we've been able to see, it's been immensely freeing and gratifying.
2: Yes, yes. That's yes, so smart. That is so smart. One of the other habits is uh, activate greatness and grow trust, and within all of that is accountability, dashboards, You know, letting people play into people's strengths, making sure you're hiring for job fit so that you're not held hostage by having to be everywhere in the business. Yeah, that's awesome. With the spirit part, too, what I was going to mention is you you talked about being in the at the party, and there was somebody there who matched your motivators, you guessed, because you had a lot in common and you didn't mind sitting with that person. Um, right. What I would say as a tip is know what your motivators are, and oftentimes people who match those motivators are the people you'll enjoy creating community with if you're an introvert.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: you know, it's a tip there, so – Talk a little bit about how the actions that you take, you mentioned it a bit about mental clarity, but how does the fitness, the eating healthy, the making connections that feel comfortable to you outside of work, how does this help you manage your stress? um, And what difference are they making for you as an executive? And you talked a little bit about it, but is there anything else there to share? And then the other thing is, is how do you find time to do these things?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it's funny that you bring all this up, it was a So I I believe fervently in the concept of choice and awareness. And, you know, we have invested a lot in our own personal and professional development around, you know, leadership and and a lot of that does center on awareness and in taking a good hard look at some of the perhaps the false negative beliefs that drive undesirable behavior. And I think Mm -hmm. many, many people go through life and they're driven by, you know, fears or insecurities and as a result, they're always pushing themselves into areas that are perhaps unhealthy, right? So there's a lot there that I won't go into. But the point is, 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 you know, for me, I made a conscious choice that I wanted to structure my day in a way that plays to my strengths. And so I'm more of a morning person. I know that about myself. And yeah. so, you know, I've touched on the fact that I like to work out. I like to have a good breakfast and I like to get into the office early. I will have my face-to-face meetings with my team in the morning. Uh, so I'll come in, I'll do some admin, I'll do, you, you know, I know for me that by like two o'clock or three o'clock, there's no putting me in front of a computer. <laughs> I just, I can't yeah. handle it. I I just, it's not how my brain works. I'm shot by then. So I come in, I'll handle my emails, I'll handle my face-to-face meetings early on. And then, and this is, this may sound really crazy, but you know, I'm, I'm usually out of the office by two, two or three o'clock. And you know, the reason is, is I just know that I'm not as productive. Now there was a point in my life where uh, and this is funny to go back to my father because again, I think that there's, there's so much there around awareness. Like, how are we programmed mm-hmm. up by our parents and how do we carry that right. into our adult lives? But, you know, his deal was, look, you got to be the first one in and the last one out every single day. You got to play harder than everybody else. And I, I made, you know, finally I had this awakening where it's like, it's okay for me to live my life the way I want to live it, not according to how I was programmed up. And, yeah. um, you know, I said, look, I, I don't need to be the last one out every day. My work is different than the other employees work, right? I take risks as an owner that they don't take. And then also just the nature of my work product is different. So I'm going to structure my day in a way that plays well for me. And so I, I don't know if that answers what you're saying, but I will a nice side yeah. benefit. of that is, And by the way, I want to let you know, that it's not like I just turn off my phone at three and I'm no longer available. But uh, I will say I'm doing emails on my phone from home and that kind of thing. But what's nice is that allows me to have the time that uh, that I need in order to spend some time with my family in the afternoon. So I'm very proud to say that when my girls get home from school, I'm typically here. I remember w- that when I grew up, I wasn't, you know, again, to go back to my father one more time. He was so yeah. busy building the business that he wasn't around a lot. And, uh, right. you know, I don't say that as a, as a sob story. I just say that as, hey, no. that was the reality of the situation. And I I've made a conscious decision that I don't want that for my girls. So really, it goes back to choice. I think we're all at choice. And I think we all need to be definitely vigilant around what what drives unwanted behavior. And, and when I say unwanted behavior, like somebody who's forcing themselves to put 15 hours a day in, like, that's not healthy. We're not designed to do that. Yeah. So yeah. give yourself permission to, to structure your life in the way that you want to do it and then just do it because life is short. Yeah. At least that's what that's kind of what's worth for me.
2: What has helped you or have there been is it just your own awareness or have there been books or uh, mentors, or I know the example of your dad has been helpful in regard to you loved him deeply, and I was a huge fan of his, am a huge, huge fan of his. But that example was a piece of it. Were there particular books or any kind of other? If somebody's sitting here thinking right now, hmm, I'd like to be a greater choice and awareness, and maybe I think I do have some false negative beliefs that are driving behaviors is there anything you read or did i would want to say maybe the trimetrics assessment was a piece of it i don't know but what helped you become more aware and more able to make choice is there any anything in particular outside of what i just shared or add to what i just shared
1: well i what i'll say to you is that you know by virtue of the type of business i grew up in and around i grew up in a household where like personal development professional development was always at the center of everything that I heard growing up. Right. So my father was a big fan of things like think and grow rich, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So it was always about the power of the mind and and how we can shape our reality based on what we, what we think of most and what we do most. And so I think that from a very early age, I was very, I was familiar with the assessments for sure. But the whole idea of of self-improvement was so crucial to me growing up, I you know, and I will say this too. I think that, you know, we, my brother and I, in growing this business have been very conscious about looking outside for insight. We never, you know, we're, we're always trying to grow as individuals and I think yeah. that's been able to help us to get where we are.
2: Yeah. So favorite books, favorite course, anything come to mind that you lean on you know, or not, you go back really. to, or maybe book you give to people on a regular basis.
1: Well, I would say this. I'm embarrassed to admit I don't read nearly enough. I'm a big fan of executive summaries in three paragraphs or less. Again, very, <laughs> very high energy. Can't sit still. Hard for me to pay attention. So for me to read a book is b- very torturous. Um, so I <laughs> yeah. will say that there's a great book. It's called The Four Agreements. I would say that summarizes yeah. pretty nicely, yeah. you know, at least a pretty big dimension of of our lives around this awareness piece. And so that's a good one.
2: Yeah. Okay, Good. Let's see. Anything else about Recalibrate Daily? And and the way you find time to do these things is just because you've decided and, and you've wrapped yeah. your r- life around what you've decided.
1: Yeah, right? I think people can tend to find a lot of reasons to put things off for why they can't do something. And I think at a certain point, again, you just got to choose to, move, to, to take the step and move forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So who would you say has most influenced you in your life and career? And it might be several people, it might be one, I don't know, but, and what did they do and say and share that was most useful for you?
1: You Yeah, that's a great question. I've had a lot of mentors over the years. I, I, you know, I I don't know if I can necessarily, you know, name them by name. I mean, I learned a lot from Bill Bonster. I learned a lot from Bill Brooks. I learned a lot from a man by the name of John Grinnell. I have a coach who I've been working with. Her name is Suzanne. I've been working with her for six years. So the, these are the types of people. I always look to people who have achieved something that I would like to achieve. Um, and yeah. so there are folks here yeah. in town who have done that, built very impressive businesses that they're not held hostage by.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, So that, that would be my answer to you about that.
2: Okay. So always looking to people who have achieved something that you want to achieve and then just tapping into them for a period of time. Just learning. Yeah, from yeah. And,
1: and I don't know where I got this. This is not an original thought. But I will say that You know, I was told sometimes that you are the average of the five people you spend time with most. And so I always, you know, I always kind of keep that in mind. And, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily measured in income or spirituality or or just maybe they have that something that you want. But that's always been a kind of a useful North Star for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind?
1: Wow. That's That's a good question. I mean, you've got the whole like Elon Musk deal and you've got. um Steve Jobs and all those kinds of guys. So, I mean, that's what I would think. When I think about success, I think about people who have who have built businesses that, that are very, very impressive to me.
2: Yeah. So let's do a couple of fun get-to-know-you questions. Tell okay. us about your favorite guilty pleasure. And I don't really even know if I like the word guilty because – we don't need to feel guilty about something we enjoy doing, but we are just you'd leave that in there. What's your favorite guilty pleasure TV show or shows?
1: I, I love watching like historical accounts of wars, <laughs> Civil War, World War II. Uh, there's some really great shows on Netflix that are about that. I don't know why. I just find it fascinating of, of, about what these people went through. You know, we think yeah. we have such adversity in our lives, but you go back and you look at, you know, what the average Civil War soldier or, you know, a soldier in World War II, like, went through, it kind of puts it in perspective for you. So I really enjoy watching yeah. those. Do
2: you like those? Anything else?
1: Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm watching the last season of House of Cards. I've watched that whole series a couple times, even though the unfortunate nature of Kevin Spacey is still a good show. Uh, is it
2: coming back? Do you know?
1: Yeah, there's one last season. It's. I won't spoil it for you. I mean, you ought to check it out.
2: Is it actually up? <laughs> the, the last season yeah, is yeah, up? Yeah, it is. Without him? Yep, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Here. I'm going
2: to be watching that. Yes.
1: Yeah, check it out. They're doing the best they can
2: <laughs> With, yeah. oh, without okay.
1: a key, obviously key characters. So.
2: Yes, yes, yes. That was a, that's a crazy show. I was like, you think I'm not going to watch another episode? Oh my gosh, I have to watch to see what happens. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So there's
2: another season. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite possession?
1: So I'm a huge car guy. I have a couple cars. It's like one of my lifelong goals is to have a collection. So, you know, in terms of material possessions, it would be my, my cars. I in. I'm definitely into them.
2: Okay. Favorite car is?
1: So I have At a uh, BMW M3. So that's, that's the latest and greatest. I just picked that up a few weeks ago. And then I have a, everybody scratches their heads. They're like, why do you have this? I have a 1987 BMW 325i. So I don't know if you remember, there's like, there's boxy cars from the eighties, but, um, that's like another it? one that I have, yeah. so yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. I have to introduce you to my husband. He is a car nut. So you could have huh. a good conversation and he's an introvert. So there you go.
1: Perfect. Then we'd be uh, into it. we just lose time just talking.
2: Yeah. You can talk about cars cause he loves to talk about cars. What advice would you give your 25 year old self?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, 25-year-old self, be more serious about your career. Mm. Okay.
2: If you could have one billboard anywhere, so you can put it anywhere, what would it be and what would it say?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. I have no idea. Uh, How about this? I'll get back to you on that one. How's that?
2: Okay. So you don't have an answer for that? Would it be Mm -hmm. about sales? You could do a sales thing about the, you could say the Brooks group. That would be one.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, sure. It would be about our company. You could do that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Or maybe some advice. Who knows? But don't have an answer right now for that one. Right. Okay. So last question, if there's one bit of advice or wisdom you want every leader or sales professional to take away from our discussion about stress management and checking in daily or what I say recalibrating daily, what is it?
1: Hire good people and trust them. Uh you know, let go, get a little bit Try to step away from the idea of controlling outcomes so tightly. So many people are wed to what they think needs to happen out of a given situation, and I think that just, the sooner you can kind of let go, take your hands off it, so to speak, the easier life gets. That's what I found for myself. hmm
2: Yeah, that's great. And and you can let go when you when you really spend the time and make sure you've got the right people. It's a whole lot easier anyway.
1: That's it. You've
2: got the right that's people, right. and you set it up right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your journey today, as I always have a fond place in my heart for the Brooks Group. When I started my career, your your dad was doing a lot of the seminars and stuff at the conference that we go to, and I learned a lot from him, and um, kudos to you all for taking the business
0: where it is today.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it, Will. I hope you enjoyed the episode and the interview with Will. I hope you're inspired to become more aware and to make more choices. I loved his example, and and I've been someone who has tapped into this, is that I watch people, pay attention to people I love, people close to me, and people from a distance, and I watch how they live, and then I make choices based on what I see, either to do the same or to say, okay, I'm going to learn from that experience and I'm going to make a different choice. And he talked about that quite a lot today. And I love what he talked about in regard to empowering others. He said, empowering others can be a very uncomfortable sensation, but I can tell you, at least for me and for the growth of our business, it has been immensely freeing and gratifying. So empowering others, it's hard to empower others if you don't have the right people in the right seats and you don't have people that are capable of owning the role and making great decisions. And so the Brooks Group talks about hiring in the sales world. We also have many resources around hiring. And so we'll share those in the show notes. The show notes for today's episode can be found at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash stress management tips. Pricelessprofessional.com forward slash stress management tips. Those are all lowercase and one word, stress management tips. You can also go to the wakeupeagerworkforce.com directory and you'll see the episodes there. So I love spending time with you today. Use his example. Well, basically, if you're going to summarize what he did, he, he decided you know with his health and well-being and it sounds like he does that with his daily life and the kind of life he wants to live and be you know in with his family decide choose then do it decide choose and do it would be how I would summarize how he's living his life so he was great person to interview today and I'm just so thankful that he took the time from his busy schedule to do that Pricelessprofessional.com forward slash stress management tips. That's where you can find the show notes for today's episode. If I can help you in any way, contact me at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Suzie, S-U-Z-I-E, all lowercase. Uh, We could do a complimentary coaching call, or maybe you have suggestions for me or ideas and input. Please reach out. Love to talk to you. Look forward to our next conversation here at the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast. Go forth and have an awesome, awesome day and create that Wake Up Eager life and work and love and joy in your world today. Take care.
1: This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to PricelessProfessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources.